As we continue following Jesus through Luke, we arrive at the 22nd chapter. Jesus has gone into Jerusalem. Then came the day of unleavened bread on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. So Jesus sent Peter and John saying, go and prepare the Passover meal for us that we may eat it. They asked him, where do you want us to make preparations for it? Listen, he said to them, when you have entered the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him into the house he enters and say to the owner of the house, the teacher asks you, where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large room upstairs already furnished. Make preparations for us there. So they went and found everything as he had told them, and they prepared the Passover meal. When the hour came, Jesus took his place at the table and the apostles with him. He said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then he took a cup and after giving thanks, he said, take this and divide it among yourselves. For I tell you that from now on, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. Then he took a loaf of bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And he did the same with the cup after supper, saying, This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. But see, the one who betrays me is with me. His hand is on the table, for the Son of Man is going as it has been determined. But woe to that one by whom he is betrayed. Then they began to ask one another, which of them it could be who would do this? The word of the Lord. Please be seated. Dear friends in Christ, grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I wonder if you have Memories, perhaps from your childhood, memories of, of traditional meals, holiday meals that you perhaps did year after year. Or maybe there's one particular holiday meal that stands out for you in your memory. When I think about my, my family and growing up and traditional holiday meals, I always think of, of Christmas. We did the same thing every year for Christmas. Every year we would, we would leave Rapid City and we would drive all across South Dakota, all across Minnesota, and we would get to Wisconsin. And Christmas Eve we would always celebrate in Trempola, Wisconsin with the Willock side of the family. We'd eat together, we'd have gift exchange with gag gifts, and often we'd go to Midnight Mass. And then Christmas morning, we would get up and we would make our way across the river into Minnesota to Grandma and Grandpa Albrecht's house. And Grandma and Grandpa Albrecht's house, there was, a, there was a big table in the dining room. There was a big table in the dining room, and it was big enough for everyone at the table, everyone who was an adult. <laughs> so there was usually 10 of them, my Grandma and Grandpa Albrecht and the 
and the four daughters and their husbands. And then over in the next room, in the sunroom, which was just adjacent to the dining room, there was another table. And that's where all the grandkids would sit. That's where all the grandkids would sit. And there would often be nine or ten of the grandkids. And so families from three or four different states would gather together and share those holiday meals. And I remember them because not only did we do that every year, every year, every year, but because gathered there around the table, we knew that we were welcomed and loved and cherished. And we knew, we experienced, even if we didn't have the words for it, we experienced that, that God's grace was just overflowing for us there. Well, Jesus, over and over again, is at the table. He's gathering with people to eat, or he's on his way to a meal or from a meal. There are times when he gathers with all the religious folks, and times when he gathers with the folks who the religious folks like to look down on. And in the midst of those gatherings, Jesus uses those meal times as opportunities to teach. And so you, you may recall how a few weeks ago, Pastor Kevin preached about when Jesus was gathered with the religious leaders and how all the religious leaders, they were, they were vying for the best seat. They were trying to get the best seat at the table. And so Jesus used that opportunity as an opportunity to teach about the kingdom of God. And he told about how there was this great banquet and people were invited. And yet the people who were invited, they had all kinds of excuses, more important things to do. And so they didn't come to the party and the host was so determined to have the table full that he, he sent his servants out into the highways and byways, and, and he gathered up the lame and the blind and he brought them all in so that the feast could be full. And then last week we heard as Pastor Raya preached and Jesus was being criticized by the religious folks. That guy, he welcomes sinners and eats with them. And so Jesus tells three parables of, of the lost and how each time when the lost is found, there's a party, a celebration, and people gather around the table. And again, there, this one who welcomed the sinners and tax collectors and ate with them tells about how that's a taste of the way that God works, of God's kingdom. And Jesus didn't only teach people around the table, but he fed hungry people over and over again. You remember how he was gathered out in the, out in the wilderness and he feeds a few thousand people with a few fish and a few loaves of bread. And you remember how sometimes the meals are interrupted by people who are, who are hurting or lame and Jesus reaches out to them and heals them. Jesus, over and over again, is ministering to people who are hungry, sometimes literally hungry, and sometimes hungry for hope. Well, this morning, as we continue following Jesus, he's gathering for a traditional holiday meal, not a traditional Christmas dinner at Grandma and Grandpa Albrecht's. No, it's Passover time. And so he and his followers have gone to, to Jerusalem. 
And Luke tells us, then came the day of unleavened bread on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. So Jesus sent Peter and John saying, go and prepare the Passover meal for us that we may eat it. Passover is that annual Jewish celebration when, when they remember, they remember their history. They remember back generations ago when they were in Egypt and they were slaves and they were hungry to be set free from that oppression and how God heard their, their cries and, and God set them free. And the Passover meal was the celebration, the remembrance of being set free. And so they asked Jesus, where do you want us to make preparations? And he says, listen, when you've entered the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him into the house he enters. A man carrying a jar of water. Now, why would that be remarkable? Who usually carried the water? Give you three guesses. The first two don't count. Yeah, the women usually carried the water, and yet you'll see a man carrying a jar of water follow him. Say to the owner of the house, the teacher asks you, where is the inn where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? Where is the inn? Where is the guest room? You Luke uses that word a couple of times. In the beginning, he uses the word about the inn. Do you remember when Luke uses the word about the inn in the beginning of the story of Jesus? Nobody remembers the beginning of the story of Jesus where there's an inn? There's no room in the guest room at the beginning. It usually gets translated inn, but that same word that's used in the beginning, is used at the end. Where is the inn? Where's the guest room? Where Jesus is going to celebrate the Passover. It's kind of like bookends, the beginning and the end. In the guest room, in a borrowed inn for his last supper. So they went and found everything as he had told them. And when the hour comes... Jesus, he takes his place at the table. And Jesus transforms this traditional Passover meal into something new. This meal that is a celebration of God setting the people free. Now Jesus connects it with his own life, his own death, his own body and blood he takes the loaf of bread, he gives thanks, and he breaks it much like he did feeding the 5,000. He breaks it, and then he says, this is my body given for, for you. And then he takes the cup, this cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. Jesus transforms this traditional meal, this traditional meal, 
by connecting it deeply with his own life and death, this ancient covenant of freedom now becomes a new covenant of freedom. Freedom for you and for me. Jesus celebrating his last Passover with his disciples transforms it into the first communion for all of his followers. And today we, we do this. We do this in remembrance of Jesus to participate and to receive this gift Jesus gives. We do this to remember and to be caught up in this great story of Jesus setting his people free. Today as we gather, we gather hungry, hungry for many things. And in the midst of our hunger, we remember Jesus. We remember Jesus who fed those who were hungry for food. We remember Jesus who welcomed those who were rejected. We remember Jesus who healed those who were sick and suffering. Jesus who forgave those who were, who were stuck, stuck and blind to their own sin. Today we gather different in our life's journeys, but united in our, in our hunger for hope. We're hungry for communion. In the midst of being so disconnected, we long to be reconnected, to be united with God and with one another. Remember those early childhood gatherings? For me, as I said, it was that Christmas dinner at Grandma and Grandpa Albrecht's where that welcome and love overflowed. Well, know that you are welcome. You are welcome here at the table. For Jesus is the host. Jesus is the host who says to you, you are welcome and beloved. You are cherished. Jesus who says, this is my body, this is my blood given for you. Thanks be to God for the gift of Jesus, of Holy Communion, and of you as people, you as people that go out as the body of Christ to share that love out in the world. Amen.